Welcome back, everybody, to This Week in Japan, the show that brings you the most trending news stories and cultural insights from Japan. Today is November 20th, and we're coming to you live from Akasaka, Tokyo. I'm your host, Julian Domanski, and joining me, as always, is my co host and founder of Japan Insider, Yasuharu Matsuno. Hey, guys, welcome back. Many things are happening in Japan right now, but I think the biggest concern recently is the rise in the number of new corona cases.、Mm. Did you see the news, Julian? Yeah, over 500, right?、Uh, the other day. Yeah, just in Tokyo.、Mm. And across Japan, it's over 2,000 new cases in a day. Yeah. Yeah, it's a bit worrying, isn't it?、Mm, definitely, yeah. And there's now talks to possibly return to lockdown or start taking steps back to lockdown, right? Right. So Koike san has already raised the alert level to the maximum、mm. four out of four. Yeah. So,、um, you know. As always, it's not compulsory,、mm. but it's basically a strong advice to you know, stay at home as much as possible. Sure, yeah. Yeah, I'm kind of wondering, like this time around, people have seemed to become very lax with the whole situation.、Mm. So, you know, like you said, it's only advisory,、mm. and the government can't physically impose anything, or they can't legally impose anything、mm-hmm. On, mm-hmm. on businesses, right? So, yeah, I know it's just it's going to be interesting to see what happens over the next couple of weeks. Yeah, same. I wonder, you know, if we can keep the numbers low again,、mm. you know, as we did after the first wave and the second wave.、Mm. Anyway, let's stay safe and get into the news. So, in this episode, we're going to be discussing the following big news stories Japan is to launch its digital transformation agency, Capcom has been repeatedly threatened by a cyber terrorist group, Princess Mako is struggling with marrying her partner. And for our random news of the week, a rice growing game sells out in Japan. Prime Minister Suga and his party are preparing to launch the Digital Agency Division, which would be tasked with the digital transformation of other administrative bodies. This was one of Suga's main policies before he was elected as Prime Minister back in September, and he has stated that the Digital Agency will be newly established as a system to coordinate and strongly promote related policies divided into multiple ministries. As of now, House of Representatives member Takuya Hirai has been assigned the role of Minister of Digital Reform. Well versed in IT policies, he has been tasked with preparing introductory policies for the new agency to be presented during the next Diet session scheduled for January 2021. While the establishment of this branch is still not official, Minister Hirai has stated that in the future the digital agency will focus on securing control of the national IT budget, which is about 800 billion yen for the year. If it can secure control, Japan's individual ministries and agencies will have the digital agency manage and control IT budgets, cutting costs, and optimizing procedures. So, is this anything kind of linked to、uh, the recent kind of anti Hanko sentiment launched by the government? Is this like kind of rolled into all that kind of、mm. digitalization of processes and just trying to? Trying to update the, the government basically. Right.、Um, I didn't see the news reported in a way that it's related to the you know, abolishment of Hankos.、Mm. But I think, yeah, as you mentioned, I think it's somehow related、mm. as part of big、um, you know, Suga's vision.、Mm. And、um, yeah, I think this is potentially great news. Yeah, sure. But we can't have a high expectation. <laughs> you know why? 
Uh, I don't know why, but I'd love to know. <laughs> I think uh, you also remember the ministry in charge of the IT strategies. Mm. He's a 78 years old man. <laughs> right. <laughs> and the main reason he got assigned was that he can post stuff on SNS oh, from wow. his smartphone. That's incredible. How do, how do, how do you do that? Whoa, don't ask me. <laughs> oh, yeah, sorry. We'll need to call him. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, you know, uh, so can my... 85 years old grandma yeah you know, she can use like line and oh, wow. youtube almost like every day on her iphone that's pretty impressive so maybe you know she can be a sign yeah he's got competition <laughs> <laughs> but yeah um joking aside um this newly appointed minister hirai is relatively younger mm. and he seems to have a stronger background in the areas related to it mm. Yeah, and uh, in terms of the, the number of people that they're employing, mm. you know, they'll be employing 500 people, mm. which is quite substantial. Yeah. Yeah, while I don't have a very high expectation, you know, <laughs> I'm kind of like looking forward to like hearing more updates. It's interesting because, you know, Japan worldwide has this image of being like super high tech, almost futuristic to a degree, right? Mm. But it seems like with the government procedures, because it's mostly like, older people, mm. generally like above the age of like 60, that run most things. Mm. But yeah, yeah, so you said uh, Mr. Hirai was relatively young. Mm. So how old actually is he? Um, That's a good question. Let me check. I actually don't know his exact age. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay. So he's actually already 62 years old. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But I, I didn't lie because I said relatively young. That's the important detail. Compared yeah. to the, you know, 78 years old minister. Yeah. I mean, I was expecting to be like 40 or something. But um, I don't think that's possible yeah. in Japan today. That's, that's disappointing. <laughs> yeah. Of all like the sectors within government, you want the youngest people to be in the digital agency, right? That's mm, like... <laughs> I must agree. Yeah. You, you know, yeah. It's, it's not that old people can't do it. Like for me, I think me and you were just about the first generation that were like raised with computers. Because mm. I didn't even, I got my first like home PC when I was about 10. Mm. So anyone born before me would have gotten them a bit later, right? Right. And then definitely any kids born after us, right? They, you know, I see kids that are like three years old using iPads and stuff. Mm. So it's not even the, whether or not they have an interest in it. They're just, or it's so ingrained in their like vision of the world mm. that they just understand it much more naturally than older people do, right? Right. Mm. But at the same time, at the end of the day, they are politicians, right? Mm. And especially in Japan, many things are still based on seniority. Mm. I mean, unless you reach a certain age, yeah, you're yeah, not yeah. like respected by, by everyone. Yeah, I mean, true. it's just, just the way it is, right? Mm. Culturally. Mm. Yeah. And also, uh, you need to have a strong you know, track record mm. uh, in the IT field. Mm. You know, people having those two factors mm. are, you know, extremely limited. And also, to be fair, uh, this is the first time they're launching this agency. Mm. I mean, by next September. Yeah. So maybe he wants to make sure that everything is done, like, correctly in terms of politics and bureaucracy. Mm. But maybe a few years later, after yeah. things are set, then maybe he can um, appoint a new younger, you know, person with the right caliber. Mm, yeah, that'd be, that'd be interesting to see for sure. And I think, yeah, from what we've kind of discovered this year, 
kind of going back to the hankos again, right? The, mm. Just the, the whole digital system in Japan, it's really quite outdated. Mm. Almost like every website I go on that is like a Japanese-made website. Just awful. Just like so, so behind the times. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, you know, um, <laughs> sometimes it's, uh, it's also a matter of preference. Mm. But yeah, I must agree that many of them are not meeting the global standard. Especially huge companies, like even something like Lacutin. Mm. The website's a bit janky. Oh, yeah. It, I, I it hate that. It looks like it was made in the 90s. Yeah, just... I never use Rakuten. Yeah. <laughs> uh, except for the, the Rakuten Travel. Mm. That one is like functional, I think. Oh, no, check that one out. In all fairness, oh, okay. But... I mean, that, that that's not bad. Yeah. But besides that, um, I never use Rakuten. Yeah. I always use Amazon. Yeah. So I'm not saying that this digital agency will make like, you know large companies change their websites. But I just think just digital infrastructure in general in Japan is quite outdated. Mm. So if people see the government making moves to update things, then maybe that'll just inspire other people. Hopefully, mm-hmm. you know, it'll have kind of like a side effect. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I agree. Yeah. And this digital agency is more focused on like internal stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that, within that, the government. That's what I mean, yeah. But I think like over time, we will also, you know, start seeing our benefits mm. to ourselves. Yeah. So anyway, I think the government is heading in the right direction. Mm. Yeah, and I hope to hear some exciting updates related to the digital agency next year. Me too. Okay, so let's move on to some entertainment news next. On the 16th of November, the game company Capcom was the victim of a cyber attack from a secret hacker organization. If Capcom does not comply with the hacker's demands, they have threatened to leak confidential data from the company. This is just one example of several ransom malware attacks across the world in recent years. According to Capcom, Despite taking measures to defend against some attacks, they were still able to be infiltrated. Furthermore, the attacks on their location cannot be identified by any means. Aside from the ransom, the attack included both former and current employees having their information being stolen, as well as information of up to 350,000 customers in both Japan and North America. Sales numbers, business partner information and internal materials were also stolen. On November 9th, the hacker group released a statement in English on their own website. Just two days later, on the 11th, they released about 60 gigabytes of some of the data they stole. The group followed up by demanding $11 million, or they would release around one terabyte of stolen information. Capcom refused to accept the hackers' demands for fear of encouraging more attacks. However, the hackers made true on their threats, which led to a release of even more stolen information on their website. So yeah, this is not good news for Capcom, right? Um, Mm. I mean, it's, it's not good news for any big company. Yeah. Um, when not only their own data, but customers' information is stolen and leaked, yeah. Yeah, when you think about it, it's one terabyte of confidential information, mm. right? One terabyte is huge. Yeah. I mean, you always edit videos, but right, that's yeah. equivalent to how how many hours of, like, 4K videos. Well, yeah, <laughs> I mean, a, a video, that's actually not that long. That's probably about 10 hours of video. Oh, only that? But... But when you consider how much data is inside a video. Yeah, 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 of course. But like, if you recorded someone's name, their bank details, it's all just text, right? Yeah. So Texts are almost nothing. I can probably right? put your whole life in like 50 kilobytes of data. What, what do you know about me? Uh, everything. Oh, oh, oh. I, I have I have two terabytes of data on you, yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> all right. you, you hacked into my brain? <laughs> I, got I, some... I knew something was wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you saw Tenet the other day, right? Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. in reverse. I'm reverse polarized. <laughs> Came from the future. Yeah. 
okay, maybe 50 kilobytes is a, a bit of an overstretch. But what I mean by that is just like, you know, if you want to record someone's like name and all the, the details, bank numbers and stuff. Oh, there's like mechanical information. Yeah, it's just right? like, it's just like Meta text, data. right? So, mm. you know, everything is really critical and it's enough to hack into someone's like life, basically. Email, yeah, yeah. passwords and stuff. I mean, that's what I thought, right? Yeah. That's what I, th- um, I mean, that's why one terabyte mm. is like really huge. It's a big amount. Gigantic, yeah. yeah. You know, depending on what kind of info they're leaking, mm. it can lead some companies to go bankrupt, you know? Mm. I mean, maybe the case doesn't apply to Capcom, mm. but if all the information related to their clientele mm. uh, is leaked, then maybe those customers can sue the company. Yeah. You know, uh, file a class action, mm. right? And that can lead a company to go bankrupt. Oh, for sure, yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, just from the lawsuit alone, right? Um, and, I, you know, I'm more thinking about it in terms of like... Um, the trust of your customers, right? Yeah, yeah. Because every of time course. you sign up to these websites, you know, you're trusting someone with your information. Mm. I think nowadays, like, we get, like, very desensitized to it because, mm. like, you, you have to sign up to, like, everything. Mm. Every time you use, like, a new anything, you have to give someone your information. Mm. So you gonna you get, like, more and more used to it. Mm. And, I mean, I, I bet you can't even tell me, like, how many different companies have your details, right? Like, bank cards and name and... Two. Two, Two. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> Probably dozens of them. Right. It's 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 difficult to keep track of. So this kind of reminds me, do you remember the great uh, the great PlayStation hack of twenty fourteen? No. No, this was quite a big it was like international. Oh news. okay, yeah. I think I've heard about it, but I don't recall all the details. Yeah, I mean I'd be surprised if you never heard of it. Um but basically I, I think I have. Yeah, basically <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, basically um PlayStation Network, you know, for anyone that games, you'll probably know what PlayStation Network is. Um, but 2014, uh, a group of hackers launched what's called a, a DDoS attack, which is mm. direct denial of service, which basically means that they kind of automate like a million like fake accounts to like basically enter the system at the same mm. time. And it basically, it means that there's so much traffic goes through the server mm. that it crashes. Right. Then when it crashes, that's their opportunity to to hack mm. through through the system. Mm. So basically this happened, but when it happened, uh, 77 million customers' details were exposed mm. to anyone, basically. Um, mm. I'm not saying that all of those 77 million were used, um, but yeah, including me, you know, I was a part of, you know, I had a PlayStation account at that time. Did you have a PlayStation account? Yeah, maybe I did. Even if you, even if you weren't using it, you're in the mm. database, right? Mm. So... Um, from what I hear, most people, nothing really happened because mm. Sony did actually come out and admit it quite quickly mm. because they knew they couldn't keep it mm. under wraps, right? So I think for most people, we just changed our passwords and, you know, just get on mm. with your lives. But um, yeah, it's not really not uncommon for this kind of thing to happen. Mm. Um, but I'm more curious about the kind of the, the ransom side of it, you know. Mm. There must be a way to track these people. They're trying to receive money, right? There must be a way to, to follow that money or something. Mm, maybe in the form of cryptocurrency or, mm. you know, whatever. But I think in real life, this is a very difficult uh, business decision. Mm. Because as a matter of fact, the damage of Capcom has incurred mm. is a, uh, it's probably a lot bigger than $11 million mm. already. Because I actually checked the stock price of Capcom over mm. the last one month or so. And after the, the announcement of this uh, incident, Oh, okay. Its stock price has uh, fell by 15 to 20%. Oh, 
Oh, wow. So, which is equivalent to over 1 billion US dollars. Oh, wow. Yeah. Because that's not small companies at Capcom. It's huge. Yeah. Yeah. So, wow. um, I wouldn't say it's all because of this. But it's almost obvious that it's more or less related to... Yeah, there's obviously this, a direct link right? there, right? So until the mid-November, its stock price has been, like, rising, mm. you know, uh, because, you know, it's a, it's a game company. It's a successful game company. They have company. a lot of big releases, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They have many big titles, mm. right? So I, I think more people are playing games at home. Sure, yeah. Yeah, so it has been performing well. Mm. But yeah, all of a sudden, it just started like falling, mm. the stock price. Uh, yeah, it's, it's difficult. And what mm-hmm. you were saying, it's more like shareholder trust, right? If you mm. own stocks in Capcom and you hear this news, these people are obviously like, right, I'm out. <laughs> I'm mm. selling quick. Mm. And that's caused, uh, what did you say, 20% almost drop? Um, yeah, 15 to 20. Yeah. It has recovered a bit, but yeah, mm. I mean, the, the loss is huge. Yeah. I mean, maybe they need a, a minister of digital reform. <laughs> to, to help them <laughs> within the company yeah seven maybe maybe that's why maybe their head of it is like a 78 year old guy <laughs> who knows how to post on facebook <laughs> <laughs> well you know not not with all due respect to the elderies right i mean if the guy is like steve jobs and yeah, yeah it's a yeah. totally different story but we don't have steve jobs in japan of course yeah we don't have Steve Jobs anywhere anymore, unfortunately. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, mm. we could do with the next Steve Jobs right now. And I just hope other companies such as Nintendo uh, are taking enough measures to prevent these cyber attacks. Mm, yeah, I think uh, for any company like that now, it's probably their number one concern. Mm. Okay, so let's move on to our third story of the week. Princess Mako has been criticized by some after recently giving a public statement on her feelings to get married to her partner, Kei Komuro. According to the princess, marriage is a necessary decision for us in order to live while staying true to our feelings. One cause of the public opposition is the loss of her royal status. As a female, getting married would mean she would receive the family registry of her husband. She must be registered to her husband's family registry due to the royal family not having a name registry of its own. The process of marrying a commoner, which is referred to as descending, would revoke her status as the princess for the rest of her life. Even in a situation where there was a divorce, she would not be able to return to the royal family lineage. Other pressures on the princess's marriage are coming from recent rumours about her partner. He and his family are rumoured to be suffering financial troubles, and some rumours even imply that he is a playboy of sorts. Princess Mako's family has publicly denounced their relationship due to the negative press and allegedly tried to push Komuro away. So some more uh, imperial family news this week, Mm. Yasu. Uh, Maybe, I don't know, less sensitive, more sensitive? Uh, I'm not quite sure. Um, Yeah, I would say a bit less sensitive. Uh, Okay. Mm, Because it's not really about the emperor. Yeah, it's not directly linked to the the succession of the the emperor. Mm. You know, the bottom line is that I personally think, you know, Princess Mako can get married to, you know, whomever that she likes. Mm. But there are some, like, complications, like, behind that. Sure. And there are some, you know, or a few reasons why uh, many people are against it. Mm. So, yeah, from the fair standpoint, let me explain. Sure. I mean, it's it's not very complicated, actually. Okay. It all comes down to one thing. And her fiancé, Komuro-san, is extremely unpopular okay. <laughs> amongst many people. Yeah, that's definitely the, the biggest reason. Mm. So I would say this is more emotional than than logical. It sounds that way. 
you know, just from like a, an outside mm, observer. Because, yeah, there was one female imperial family member almost like 15 years ago. Oh, okay. Who got married to a private, you know, uh, like normal like person. A commoner. A commoner. Yeah. <laughs> a commoner, governor. <laughs> you have to say it in like a London accent. Uh, a commoner. Commoner. A commoner. Oh, there you go. A commoner. <laughs> <laughs> but there were no like discussion mm. like this, you know. Oh, okay. Yeah, there were no complaints. Mm. But I think it's all just a matter of impression of her fiancé. Mm. And uh, one story that's been kept reported is that Komuro-san's mom, mm. she borrowed uh, 4 million yen, which is uh, not a... You know, huge amount of money, I would say. It's so about like so- 40,000 US yeah, dollars. It's a sizable chunk, though, isn't mm. it? <laughs> uh, from a man she was engaged with. Mm. So basically, you know, she got married with someone and got the baby, mm. uh, which is, you know, Komuro-san or K-san. Mm. And then she got divorced and got engaged with uh, another man. Mm. And she borrowed money from him. Oh, okay. And that money was used for uh, K-san's, you know... Her son's tuition. Oh, okay. You know, like it's imaginable, right? Yeah, it's not the worst reason to use money. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, they broke up at some point. Mm. But you know, she never repaid the money. I see. At least that's what the man is claiming. Mm. And on the other side, Komuro-san and his mom are arguing that the money was not something they borrowed, but it was like given to mm. them. You know, as a gift. Sure. You know, and we don't know the truth, of course. Oh, yeah, that's the hardest part, mm. isn't it? <laughs> but the thing is that neither of them had an IOU. Mm. So I can't take what this ex-boyfriend guy is saying at face value. But it would sound weird, to, like, if they were dating at the time, if it, if it was like a loan. Mm. Imagine like, uh, I don't know, you know, before you married your wife, imagine like loaning her some money, but then making her sign some paper and be like, you will give me this back, right? <laughs> and I'm just like, <laughs> if you were in a relationship with someone, it's just uh, trust, right? You just mm. trust that they will give it back to you. Basically, yeah. If, if that's what they agreed upon. Mm. But obviously we don't know, so. Well, another thing is that this man started complaining about this financial, like, problem mm. only after the announcement of the, the engagement. Mm. Uh, that's suspicious. Yeah, it? suspicious, right? <laughs> <laughs> so... Mm. You know, even though, like, so many people, like, dislike Komuro-san, mm. I kind of think that, like, many people are, like, overreacting. Mm. Mm. I mean, like, him being, like, playboy in, in college or whatever has nothing to do with their, like, engagement or marriage, I, th- I think. I think so, yeah. So, from my understanding, he's a pretty smart guy, right? Mm. Um, and he's still studying? Is that correct? Yeah, I heard he's studying law in New York. Oh, okay, yeah. Mm. So, I mean, assuming that, you know, he passes the grades and he gets a pretty decent job, mm. even a bad job in law pays well, right? Mm. <laughs> so I can't imagine, you know, if he gets into that position, he's going to be like really like desperate for money. I don't know. It, it feels weird that people would say that, you know, mm. if he's going to be a lawyer or I don't know, whatever role he wants to go into mm-hmm. with his law degree. Mm. So he studied at um, a college called ICU. Okay. stands for International Christian University. Mm. It's one of the most like, international uh, schools in Japan. Okay. So, you know, I heard he speaks good English too. Mm. And, you know, he's studying law in New York. Mm. Sounds like uh, he has a, you know, relatively strong background. Sure, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, so based on his credentials, he seems like a, you know, hopeful, ambitious young man. But yeah, one thing I must say is that, you know, I'm a Japanese local,、mm. but this is just my personal view. And I know my opinion doesn't represent everyone in Japan.、Mm. But in any case, I just think that、uh, it's important to have this kind of like discussion, like without being emotional. Of course, yeah, yeah. I mean, ideally, all discussions would be had without emotion, right? <laughs>、mm, I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> So, yeah, this is still an ongoing story. So, we look forward to、uh, more updates as they come.、Hmm. And obviously, if they do go ahead, then all the best to the couple. Right. So, let's move on to our final and random news of the week. The game Tensui no Sakuna Hime, or Sakuna of Rice and Ruin. Is selling out in Japan in a mad rush that has been referred to as the Rice Riots of Reiwa. The fast paced side scroller was developed by Exceed Games and features a journey of a young girl as she fights monsters, crafts items, and above all, harvests rice. The action part of the game seems to be just as good as any other. You use your hoe as a weapon and take on demons that are terrorizing the island you live on. But the real secret for its success is the game's rice growing aspect. In the game, the god of fertility, Sakuna, is strengthened by successfully growing rice. The level of detail of the rice cultivation in this game is very realistic. Players will need to select the proper location to grow their rice, till the land, plant each seed by hand, cultivate it by using animals, harvest the rice, and separate the kernels to eventually obtain rice. Some gamers have even taken to referencing the website of the Ministry of Agriculture, Forestry, and Fisheries for how to grow rice. The game is so realistic, it appears that real life rice cultivation strategies seem to actually work. So it's the rice riots of Reiwa. <laughs> <laughs> Was this translated from a Japanese phrase? Yeah, I think so.、Uh, it came from the word komesodo. Komesodo? I don't、mm. know that. I mean, the direct translation is、uh, just as you said. Oh, sodo is、uh, riot. Riot. Oh, kome,、yeah. rice. Kome,、right? okay, yeah. yeah. I see, I see. <laughs> I think that's, that's a、funny. good translation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's very, very funny.、Mm. I、yeah. thought this was quite interesting. And、mm. I also saw like, some people online saying that this game is really well made,、mm. details,、uh, you know, as you described. And it's as challenging as the real farming of rice.、Mm. <laughs> that's very interesting. Yeah. Did you see the video?、Uh, yeah, I've seen、uh, gameplay of. The game, and I've watched some reviews.、Oh, okay. I'm actually going to get it myself, but I just didn't、oh, get、cool. around to at the point. But、uh, yeah, it's going to be fun. Yeah, it looks good.、Mm. Yeah, I also saw a video of someone playing the game on YouTube.、Mm. And, you know, she was trying to like、uh, plant rice.、Mm. She even had difficulty planting them in a straight line. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. But I, I imagine so, right?、Mm. Because、uh, without any guideline,、mm. You know, how, how do you know you are planting everything like straight in the like equal distance? That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Most of these games are usually like grid based, right?、Mm. And you just go to the next grid. Right. Right. But it's not like that. So, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> so, if you're not used to it, if you're not、uh, used to planting rice, then you can't even like,、uh, you know, plant them properly. Yeah, that's, that's true. Yeah, that sounds、mm. quite difficult.、Mm. Do you ever play,、um, in, I think in English it was at a different name. It's called Harvest Moon. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. When I was a kid, I played、yeah. that. And it was one of my, my favorites. What's it called? Story of Seasons in Japanese. 
if, for example, a group of young people starts farming, mm. then you don't really need to deal with、uh, older people, right? It's、sure. like a, a venture.、Mm. So I think it can be fun, like、mm. depending on like, how you do it. And I know that the Ministry of Agriculture、uh, is subsidizing many like, farms. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I think it can be a profitable business if you do things correctly. Yeah. As long as it doesn't end in a rice riot. <laughs> Everything should be good. <laughs> Or all of a sudden, demon appears. Yeah. Like, you know, that's your farm. <laughs> so that wraps it up for all the news stories this episode. Now let's jump into our final segment of the show Word of the Week. As always, I'm going to introduce you to a new Wase Ego or Japanese English word. Related to、uh, the first topic that we had today. Okay. So we were talking about、uh, digital transformation, right?、Mm, yeah. Or a digital agency. Sure. And the word of the week is Galapagos. 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 So, I mean, that's obviously the island, right? The Galapagos Islands.、Mm-hmm. So, if I think about the nature of Galapagos,、mm. right, it's very like, isolated because it's an island. Good point. There's a lot of、um, unique species、mm. that only exist there. Ah. So <laughs> I want to say it's something along those lines. Yeah. And you're nodding a lot. So I'm getting, <laughs> I'm getting some clues, maybe.、Hmm. Uh, or you're, or you're and, trying to be sleeping. <laughs> um, I also mentioned that it's related to the first topic.、Right? Yeah. Okay. So I'm trying to put those two together.、Mm. Give, me, give me a moment. <laughs> mm. Does it refer to the Older ministers who are perhaps a little bit stuck in their ways, they're unaware of the, the digital world around them.、Mm, no. No. But、okay. uh, I would say it's related to technology. Okay. Oh, this is a tricky one. Because I feel like the isolation of the Galapagos Islands、mm. has meant that they've remained unchanged. For many years. Right. And you also mentioned、uh, another interesting fact. Well, they have a lot of, a lot of unique、yeah. species.、Mm, unique species. Yeah. So、uh, think of technology、mm. that is Galapagos. Oh, oh, okay. I've just got it. Is it because、mm. like, in Japan, you have a lot of like, fax machines and stuff?、Mm. So that there's a lot of like, outdated technology. Or te-、ah. technology that only gets used in Japan. Yeah, yeah. Like, like yeah. Hanko or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean,、uh, Hanko is,、um, is too old fashioned to be even called, I mean, described well, as it, technology. It's analog, right? But, But yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean,、uh, in some ways.、Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, that's, that's almost the answer.、Right? So, like, Japan is a digital Galapagos? Well,、no? um, Galapagos is used to describe technology. That only, I mean, that's only used in Japan. Oh, okay.、Hmm. Probably the most famous one、oh. is something called Garake. Garake. And K in this case refers to Keitai. Okay. And which is mobile,、mm. right? And you don't know this phrase? Like Garake. Garake. Gara、so, I mean like shell? Or is that Kara? Well, well, Gara is Galapagos. Oh, God. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Shortened form of Galapagos. Oh, okay. And、um, I never heard of that phrase, though, no. You know, before smartphones came out,、oh. uh, many like Japanese makers, like including Sony,、uh, Hitachi Toshiba, and、mm. whatnot, they were all making,、uh, you know, K-Tides or mobile phones that are only used in Japan.、Mm. 
you, you know, like uh, before smartphones, like mm. uh, we used to use like uh, like foldable uh, phones. Yeah, like with, a, flip, with, a flip phone. Mm. Yeah. yeah, flip phone. Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, flip phone is the the most like, typical like form of garake. Mm. But Japanese makers also came up with a bunch of like you know unique uh, form of like mm. mobile phones that were only used in Japan. Okay. Mm. So that's the most you know classic example of Galapagos. So you know uh, K cars, right? K cars are the little cube mm. ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know that's only sold in Japan. Well, I've only I've only ever seen them in Japan. Mm. Uh, I don't know if they sell them anywhere, but. Yeah, they're, they look very Japanese. only sold in Japan. Oh, okay. And it's not only because Japanese people are relatively small, <laughs> I mean, you know, as much as I hate to say that, yeah. but it's more due to the safety reasons. Well, yeah, I always assumed after having driven in Japan for a couple of years that just the streets are so narrow hmm. that like some roads in, especially in Tokyo, right, in the suburbs, you can't drive down them in a regular car. They're just too small. Mm. <laughs> or like you barely could, but it would be very... Oh yeah, Close. I mean that's that's rather the advantage of mm. driving K cars in Japan, mm. right? But if you try to export that to any other countries, mm. then uh, they wouldn't accept. Sure, because uh, they consider K cars to be too uh, dangerous in case of car accident. Yeah, in terms of collision, they're quite mm, collisions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, they're just not very sexy, are they? They're just like little cubes. <laughs> um, yeah, I agree. Yeah. yeah, I mean they're cute, but not sexy, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it depends what you're looking for, right? But you <laughs> yeah, know, most people want like a curvy car. <laughs> mm. But as a matter of fact, uh, K cars is hugely popular in Japan. Oh yeah, they're everywhere. Yeah, 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 yeah. they're everywhere, right? So they are a Galapagos mm. technology. Another example of a uh, Galapagos. Mm, interesting. Mm. Very interesting. Mm. <laughs> so uh, I I doubt most people um, have visited Galapagos. You know, the real Galapagos Island uh, from Japan, mm. but uh, people use the word very often. That's that might be one of the most ridiculous uses <laughs> of a word so far, Yasu. Of, of all the words. <laughs> Maybe like a flying ghetto. That was pretty yeah. outrageous. Kurage. Yeah. Mm. Uh, or Virgin Road. But yeah. at least I could I could connect the two together. Mm. This is like s- such a stretch. Like uh-huh. I, c- I can still see the, the logical steps, mm. but it's so unconnected. Like- <laughs> right. Even with your, you know, some fundamental understandings about the actual Galapagos Island. Exactly. Right? Right, yeah. yeah. It's almost impossible to guess. <laughs> Well, that's all for this week in Japan. Whichever platform you're listening to us on, make sure that you're subscribed for a new episode every single week. Thanks for listening, everyone. We're also releasing new videos every week on our YouTube channel. So uh, search for youtube.com slash japanpro. Okay, everybody. So stay healthy, stay safe. And uh, this week, if you have any Garapagos technologies in your own country, then please let us know on Twitter at japan insider and be sure to check back next week for the very next episode of this week in japan 